0: Entrepreneur on Fire 987.
1: Don't get sucked in to thinking about the next all the time.
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb, and to get on it, all you need to do is text EO fire to 33444. Get inside my head weekly and ignite. Are you hiring but not sure where to find the best candidates? Today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Wish you and your accountant or bookkeeper were on the same page. When you use zero, you are sign up for a free 30 day trial at zero.com slash podcasts. That's X E R O dot com slash podcasts. Light that spark fire nation. Johnny Doom is here and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Ken Coleman. Ken, are you prepared to ignite? I certainly
1: hope so. Yes. It would be awkward if I wasn't. Wouldn't it be terrible (laughs) if somebody just answered that the wrong way? It's happened before,
0: Ken. It'll happen again. (laughs) So Ken hosts the Entree Leadership Podcast and is the author of One Question, Life-Changing Answers from Today's Leading Voices. Ken interviews with heads of state, champions of sports, captains of industries, cultural icons, and thought leaders. Legendary Duke basketball coach Mike Krzyzewski calls Ken a young Charlie Rose. So Ken, take a minute, fill in any blanks from the intro, and give us a little glimpse into your personal life.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, the stuff I like to talk about is I just celebrated 17 years of marriage to my wife, Stacey, a beautiful woman with poor judgment, and we have three kids, High <laughs> is nine, Chase is seven and Josie's six, and I'm telling you, it is just a fun, wild, crazy ride trying to parent three kids, so any peek into my private life and personal life is dominated by those four awesome individuals.
0: Well, that's awesome, and that's all we need is a peek and a glimpse, Ken, because we are going to focus on your entrepreneurial journey today, the ups, the downs, the sideways, but first, let's just get real. You're at a networking party, and someone walks up to you, and they say, Hey, Ken, nice to meet you. What the heck do you do? How do you respond in about 10 seconds?
1: I communicate on multiple media platforms with the entire purpose of making people think and feel. And I get to do that with Dave Ramsey
0: wow. I mean, the reason why I love that when I talk to someone like you, Ken, is because every time I get into a Lyft or an Uber, which is just kind of like a, an entrepreneurial taxi here in San Diego, I always get that question from the driver. And I'm just like, oh, where do I go with this? I mean, am I a podcaster? Am I an online radio host? But I think your answer is going to be stolen by me, if you don't mind. All right, that's fine. Let's get, let's get credit. <laughs> so let's talk about your entrepreneurial origin story, Ken. Take us to that point that you started doing what you're doing right now. What did that transition look like? What is that story?
1: Yeah, well the story is uh kind of interesting. It was before kids. Uh, my wife is away on a girls' trip to New York. I think they were seeing shows and shopping and all that nonsense. And Uh, I'm an interview junkie. Uh, Long before I did it professionally, I just love to watch and listen and consume, read interviews. And uh, so my favorite show was Larry King Live. So it's a Friday night, and I'm laying on my couch in my sweatpants watching Larry King Live, and the guest happened to be Oprah Winfrey. And I was working in a corporate environment as a vice president of a very successful company, but very much feeling the press to leap. Uh, I knew that it was time for me to jump out. And I thought it was going to be politics. I thought that I had built a great business resume, and thus I was going to be able to stick my toe in the water uh, on a state level, maybe a House of Representatives level, maybe a state senate role, and and kind of run for office and have that corporate gig, and then kind of run and serve from a civic level in politics. And I thought that was it. I was very clear. I thought that was it, but I had a stirring that it was time to jump so here I am on a Friday night, and I'm watching Oprah Winfrey on Larry King. Larry King basically says, Oprah, would you ever run for president? She immediately responds, absolutely not. And it was emphatic. And I don't remember exactly what Larry said, but it was something along the lines of, why are you so certain about that? And she said, Larry, I can influence more people every day via my television show, the O Magazine, the live event tour that we do. Than I could ever do, and ever influence on a national political level, whether it be U.S. senator from from Illinois, or as president of the United States, she said I would simply lose the massive influence that I have once I go into that arena. Wow. And yeah, right. And so I'm sitting there, and you heard the the context of that. So I'm sitting there thinking about that, and it hit me right in the chest, just like it did you. And to be honest with you, it didn't really soak down into my soul until probably two or three weeks later. And I began to realize that the stirring uh, was really that, hey, I'd lost that fire in my belly. I began to really look inward and say, do I really want to run for office? Is politics the arena? And the answer over about six to eight weeks became very clear. It wasn't politics. It was the media. And so I had to really start from scratch. It was very scary. And so about three months later, I went out on my own and uh, was able to do some consulting and, and things of that nature that allowed me to do it. My wife had a great job. And uh, I started from scratch, man, doing high school football on the Internet when the only people listening were my wife and the quarterback's mom. <laughs> and, I mean, I drove all over the place doing stuff. I interned at a ESPN affiliate and got on the air. So, I mean, I really started from scratch building uh, a media resume, building some experience. And so that's how I got started. That was the very tip of the spear of this whole journey.
0: Ken, as a mediapreneur, how you evolved? I mean, this is something that I'm really curious to hear. And I know Fire Nation is as well as content producers. We're always looking to create viable businesses so we can extend that runway, influence more people, just like Oprah Winfrey does with the OWL Network and everything that she does. How are you currently generating revenue?
1: well i'm you know I'm fortunate to work for the third largest radio show host in the country, Dave Ramsey, who you know has eight point one million listeners a week, Wow, and for twenty years has grown a huge business now we 're up to five hundred employees, and we're in live events we're in all sorts of places, so I don't work for myself anymore i've certainly done that, and I had my own radio show, Dave recruited me from the Atlanta area. And so that's how I created revenue. I was hosting live events, getting paid, and, and, you know, going out hosting large events for national corporations, well-known brands, Fortune 500 companies, whether to be emceeing or speaking for them, and then had my own radio show, my own sponsors. And I was on talk drive time uh, in Atlanta. So that's how I was generating revenue prior to this. But now, you know, uh, we, we generate revenue through Entree Leadership because of this podcast that i host now which is you know a top podcast in the country up there with you oh yeah you know and and so we're driving obviously revenue through uh ticket sales to events is, is kind of your lowest common denominator but really our all-access club where folks are learning in great community with entrepreneurs all across the country so free podcasts you know and we have sponsors of our podcast much like you do so you know all those things fit into what you're asking but obviously i'm a part of Yeah, it's like joining the Yankees. I went from triple A ball to playing
0: for the Yankees. (laughs) Let's call it the Red Sox. I'm from New England. Come on, now. Okay, that works. The analogy
1: still holds.
0: (laughs) No, I love that. And what I think is really important for Fire Nation to absorb is that with what we're doing with free podcasts. I mean, a lot of people say, "But it's free." Like, how are you actually like? What are you doing? It's it's the beginning of the funnel. That's what it is. It's getting the audience in that to know, like, and trust you can as a host. Therefore, okay. Dave as well. And so that when those live events come up, when there's a product or a service that you're talking about that you know, like and trust, the sponsor is going to see an ROI to continue to sponsor with you because your audience says, Hey, if Ken's talking about this, I trust it because he's under that Ramsey umbrella and I trust that organization. Or, you know, That's I just t- trust Ken in general because he's, you know, he's, he's the, the host here. I love that. So a lot of great stuff. And Ken, I like to stay positive for most of the interview, but this is the one time where we dig deep into a story and I resonate with stories. Fire Nation loves stories. I know from hearing Entree, Entree Leadership many times that you understand the power of stories. So take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moments and really tell us that story. I want to feel like I'm there with you when you're experiencing this lowest of lows so we can really pull out the lessons learned.
1: Sure. Well, my friend and mentor John Maxwell wrote a whole book on this entire idea called Failing Forward. So I love that you focus on this. Cool. I wouldn't call this negative. <laughs> I would just call this this is realistic and, and when we move forward in life, we are going to fail. And it is then coming through the failure and continuing to move forward that's when we see success. Uh, man, there's 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 several stories I think that come to mind, but I guess the worst would be uh I'm twenty eight years old, CEO of a speaker's bureau. Uh And you know, we were doing very well, about seven, eight million dollar gross revenues. And um I was kind of ashamed of the office space we were leasing. And you know, you're twenty eight years old and you focus on stuff at at thirty-eight and forty eight and fifty-eight, hopefully you never even focus on. But you know, we were doing well and we were moving along well and I just wasn't super happy with the space we were in. Didn't look how I wanted it to look. It wasn't in the location that I wanted it to be in. This is all just superficial garbage. The fact of the matter is it mattered a lot to me. So I began the process of getting involved with a builder who was developing an office park in a great location, and it was going to look really great, and it'd have more space, and it'd have the really sexy conference room that I was wanting, all these things. Uh, But the reality was it was going to be a big stretch and a big risk for our little company. And you know it wasn't where we needed to be, even though we were doing well in revenues. It just it was risky, and it ended up increasing our expenses and, and commitment, all this. And so what happened was, in short, is I ramrodded this decision through as the president, and it just it put such a strain on us because we took a couple other people with us, and then they backed out on us, and so we bit off too much. Uh, without getting into all the details, the simple fact is I bit off too much to. Focus on something that just didn't matter, it had nothing to do with the day-to-day business, it didn't make us more effective, it didn't make us more impressive. It was just something that I felt I needed, and to make it happen, uh, I pushed it too far too soon, and, uh, and we had to unravel the whole thing. It was just painful. It wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't a, a moment of destruction, but it clearly was, when I look back, it was just the worst decision I ever made because it amounted to a bunch of nothing.
0: Ken, there are so many valuable things to pull from here. And Fire Nation, it happens every single day. We have the opportunity to focus on the wrong things. And let's be honest, at 28, even at 38, I mean, we're still inexperienced entrepreneurs. We're still getting our feet going. And the reality we have to keep coming back to over and over again is all we have is time. We have a set amount of bandwidth. And instead of looking for better marketing channels or looking for ways to improve comp- the company and the overall bottom line of the net profit in other ways, Kenna was just out there, you know, looking at properties he shouldn't even be looking at wasting his his bandwidth, his limited bandwidth, his set bandwidth that he had on things that looking back now just didn't matter. And and Ken, where I just have to say you probably really went wrong here is the fact that you didn't have a mentor, somebody that you could go to and say Listen, you are where I want to be. I admire you. And this is what I'm doing. This is like kind of where my focuses are. Like, what's right, what's wrong? Because if you had gone to somebody who was 58, 48, who had been there and done that, they'd say, Whoa, Ken, what are you doing, brother? That is not the, the things you should be focusing on. Now, am I right? Am I wrong? Like, what do you feel? What are you feeling on mentors in general?
1: Well, you're right. In my situation, though, it was different. It wasn't that I didn't have mentors, but I didn't ask. And I think that's the the takeaway. I was fortunate to have men in life that uh, could have probably steered me from that mistake. But you're you're on target in that I didn't ask. And I think that's probably the bigger lesson Um, because, you know, mentors are huge, but a lot of people don't dive into a relationship that it really materializes the way it should in a mentorship. But the real lesson, I think, from this is not just mentors because that's huge, but it's just I didn't ask. I didn't seek the counsel of a few or many, and had I done that, um, I'm almost certain that I would have been steered away from that mistake. So mentors are important, but even before you get to a mentor, just ask people. Ask people you go to church with, ask people you golf with at the country club. You know, find somebody that's got some experience on this and just say, hey, what do you think? Because I have found, and John, you know this, you interview a lot of people, By the nature of what you and I do on a daily and weekly basis, we get all kinds of feedback. Yeah. The average person doesn't ask as many questions, and I think that that's the big takeaway. I wish I would have bounced the idea off of three businessmen that were older or even the same age but had some experience in moving to a new office space. That would have been huge.
0: That's tangible. I love that feedback. Now, Ken, we're going to shift. We're going to stay in the story format, but this one's going to be an aha moment, it's going to be a light bulb, an epiphany that you had at some point in your journey. And listen, brother, you have these for breakfast, I know. But which one do you think is going to be an aha moment that will resonate with Fire Nation, with our listeners, with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, sidepreneurs? Tell us that story.
1: Yeah, I think the ultimate aha moment for me, I think is the ultimate aha moment for everyone. Mark Twain once said, the two most important days in your life are, one, the day that you were born and the day that you find out why you're here. And for me, it was having a conversation, appropriately enough, as we've been talking about mentors, with a mentor, and uh, I was rambunctious, ambitious, immature, all these things in my middle 20s, and just wanted all the things that I could dream up to happen yesterday. And he was just quietly, confidently encouraging me. And then he said something I'll never forget. And he pulled out a, a napkin, a cocktail napkin. We were in a coffee shop in Houston, Texas. And he said, Ken, you need to just relax and stop worrying about how fast things are going to happen and what it's going to look like five years down the road, seven years, 10 years. And all you need to do is focus on finding your sweet spot. And he took out his pen on the napkin. And drew one line from the bottom left corner of the napkin to the top right corner and he wrote strengths. Then he drew another line from the bottom right corner of the napkin to the top left corner, and he wrote passions. Then he drew a circle right in the middle where the lines intersect, and he said, when you find where your greatest strengths and your greatest passion intersect, that's your sweet spot. That's where you're supposed to be. You get there, and it'll all take care of itself. And of course, we I spoke on this, you know, for thirty, forty-five minutes later, and then years later, two, three years down the line, when I really understood it, it began to really take hold, and it literally changed my life, period. And I think for those that are listening right here who feel frustration, who feel confusion, uh, it's, it's one of those areas, you know, it, it, you're not at the intersection of your greatest strength and greatest passion. And this little exercise on the napkin is such a breakthrough for people because every person, John, in the history of the world has asked that question. Why am I here? Like, what should I do with my life? Pope Bronson wrote a book on this. It was a runaway bestseller about eight or nine years ago. And in that book, he uh, showcased several stories of successful men and women, and I mean financially successful, relationally successful, and in their 40s and 50s, just did this unbelievable course correct and left it all. And if you look at the napkin example, what was going on there? Well, what was happening is, is what they were doing was high on their strength line, but low on their passion line. Mm. And then, of course, my wife and I are American Idol freaks. We're probably the only two people <laughs> left in the world who <laughs> yeah, watch it.
0: Definitely but, not. but
1: the simple fact remains we watch it. And, and, and you know this, John, and anybody listening who's ever saw an episode, an early episode of American Idol, understands this. The other side of that napkin where people are lost and confused is where they're passionate about being famous or they're passionate about music, but when they go in to sing before the judges, they suck. And so, you know, the world is full of people that are walking around on, on that spectrum somehow, but the people that are full of life are full of significance. We all want to matter. And that's it. We all want to matter. And I would encourage your listeners not to focus on the dollar signs or success, but to focus on significance. Because I think when you find your significance, you'll have enough money, and you'll certainly be successful. So that right there, I don't know that there will ever be a better aha moment for me. And it was an incredible moment as a 20-year-old to have somebody just pour that into me, and it guides me, it guides how I parent, and so forth and so on.
0: I love that phrase, people who are full of life are full of significance. And to me, that resonates on so many levels. And Fire Nation, have you had one of those aha moments that Ken has? Because I sure know that I have. For me, it was slightly different, but it's the exact same thing. I was reading The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and he was talking about that intersection of passion and strength, and he actually calls it the zone of genius. So the sweet spot, the zone of genius, like I had that same aha moment that Ken had, and I said, man... Like where is that intersection for me? And it led me to entrepreneur on fire. So what I want to do now, Ken, is I want to go through what I call the fire round. There's just a couple questions where you just kinda give some some pretty quick answers but direct and to the point. And the number one being is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur. Biggest
1: weakness. Uh, the biggest weakness is related to my biggest strength. So it, I, my biggest weakness is I start to climb without a plan. Mm-hmm. I just want to get to the top of the mountain. And in my desire to get there, uh, my natural personality is to get up the mountain quick and immediately. But you know this, you've got to have a plan or you realize <laughs> you're two days up and you've got no supplies and you starve. So that would be my biggest weakness is moving too quickly.
0: Yeah, and that's where I love talking about team because that's me too. And I know I need to have a team around me that is either quickly building that that platform below me as I'm climbing without a net or they're pulling me back down and say, hey, just, just think one second, John. Like Just hold back. Let's talk about this. So, Ken, what's your biggest strength?
1: Well, the biggest strength is actually recognizing the mountaintop that we need to climb. Pretty good at creatively realizing this is what we're about. This is why we exist. This is how we... Uh, accomplish the vision, mission, purpose, and those are the mountaintops. I'm really good at that: simplifying, cutting through complexity to simplify. That's the mountaintop we need to go up. But then, of course, I share the weakness. I've got to make sure that we then run a plan and we realize how quickly and how efficiently we can get to the mountaintop. But really good at saying this is where we need to go.
0: So, can you have a lot of things? Rightfully so, you're fired up about. But what is the one thing that has you most fired up today?
1: You know, I travel around with Dave Ramsey uh, for our Entree Leadership events. We do these one-day events with 1,000-plus leaders in there. And I'll tell you what fires me up is in an age when government is uncertain, the economy as a result of the actions of our government is uncertain. But what I'm certain of, which then fires me up, is that there are still so many men and women who are leading, who are growing, who are starting businesses that get it. And so every time I get discouraged or something I see on the news, I get back to what I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, experiencing at Entree Leadership One Day events. And I go, okay, the government may crumble, but these men and women aren't going to forget how to fix things, how to change things, how to grow things, how to fix the economy. That encourages me. My goodness, these men and women, John, are winning despite our disastrous leadership vacuum in Washington. So that that's what fires me up. We're not, we don't need to quit. The future's bright.
0: I love that we are creating, Ken, just a generation of Swiss Army knife entrepreneurs, people who can take whatever comes at them because they are really getting the number one focus in and they're understanding it, and that's that they have the confidence and they have the knowledge to to do this on their own. They don't need to rely on others. They can take it in. And drive forward and, and, and find that intersection, that sweet spot that you talk about. In Fire Nation, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. As entrepreneurs and small business owners, we have a lot on our plate. Everything from making sure we have the right systems in place to making sure our accounting is in good hands and our top priorities. What if I told you I knew of an online accounting software that was born in the cloud so you can manage your accounting anytime from anywhere? It's called Xero, and it's the online accounting software and platform for your small business. That's X-E-R-O. With Zero, it doesn't matter if your small business is brick and mortar or online. Either way, Xero gives you access to manage your invoices track your expenses and even process mobile payments on the go did i mention they're one of the few platforms that helps with cash flow management too see for yourself sign up for a free 30-day trial at zerocom slash podcast that's com slash podcast special bonus zero will randomly select five people per month who sign up for a trial to receive a mystery box of goodies from a business that already swears by zero are you looking to grow your team, but you're not sure where to find the best candidates? I speak from personal experience when I say that your company is only as good as the people you hire. This is an important step. I also know that posting your job in one place doesn't cut it when it comes to finding quality candidates, but with little time to spare, it's tough to post everywhere. Good news. Thanks to zirpercuter.com slash fire. I can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly matched to candidates from over 4 million resumes. Just post once, and within 24 hours, you'll be watching your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it right now for free. Getting the right people for your company is so important, and ZipRecruiter can help. Try ZipRecruiter for free today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Ken, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Absolutely. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Humiliation, fear of humiliation, my pride. Meaning I wasn't, fear, I wasn't afraid of the risk, I was afraid of failing, and what would people think if I failed?
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Find your sweet spot, the intersection of your greatest strength and greatest passion.
0: What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success?
1: I just naturally challenge the process.
0: Do you have an internet resource like in Evernote that you can share with our listeners?
1: Mm, I, don't I don't know if I can share anything new on the internet that your folks wouldn't know about, but I'll <laughs> tell you this: a brand new app that I think is great for your personal life and professional life, Voxer. Oh, it's perfect. like the ultimate walkie-talkie on your phone.
0: Love Voxer. And if you could recommend just one bookend for our listeners to join, One question on the bookshelf. What would it be and why?
1: Steal Like an Artist by Austin Cleon. Simply put, one of the easiest but most profoundly inspiring reads that I've read in a long time. Simply put, he explains how great artists always stole from each other. They did not they did not rip off without credit. They were inspired and thus they stole the ideas and then made it their own. I think it's a wonderful book for anyone, creatives for sure, and people who don't think they're creative, they need to read that.
0: Yeah, I've always loved the phrase, we are all standing upon the shoulders of giants, and I believe that, truly. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Ken, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: Well, I'd sell the laptop to add to my $500 because we all need a little bit more money. And then I'd buy an iPhone 6 because that would serve everything True. I would need from the laptop. And then I would start a YouTube channel and a podcast off the old iPhone. And I'd start making money because John Lee Dumas taught me that.
0: <laughs> and you know your sweet spot. So, Ken, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye.
1: Well, the piece of guidance I would give is that in a world that is just so nuts, And crazy and competitive, don't get sucked in to thinking about the next all the time. Uh, I think when you are an entrepreneur on fire, you're always thinking about the next naturally, and that's okay, but don't get so obsessed with the next that you miss what you're supposed to be doing in the now and ultimately sacrifice the next. So if you don't accomplish where you're at, what you're supposed to be doing, who you're supposed to be, then you'll never have a chance at that next. So be in the present. The next will take care of itself. And, hey, I'd love, folks, to connect with you on Twitter. Very simple, at Ken Coleman. And, of course, we'd love to have your folks come over and join us. Well, I think some of the best conversations in America at the Entree Leadership Podcast. But it's a great privilege to be with you, man. I really enjoyed it.
0: Well, I'm putting my stamp on that, Fire Nation. They are some of the greatest conversations on the internet. Entree Leadership was one of those podcasts that inspired me when I decided to go from the consumer to the producing side of podcasting. So definitely check that out. And at Ken Coleman, hit him up on Twitter. Thank him for spending his time and just for arming us with our Swiss Army knife of entrepreneurship. And Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Ken C and JLD today. So keep up the heat And head over to eofire.com. Just type Ken, K-E-N, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about. One question, great book, Fire Nation. Check it out. And Ken, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with our listeners today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Ready to rock your own webinar? text webinar course to 33444 that's webinar course all one word no spaces to 33444 and you'll be rocking our free 10-day webinar course like a champ have an inspired day and ignite